You know I'm right. The podcast that covers the origin stories of some of the biggest names in sports, entertainment, and media. And for the first time in a long time, Nick Durst here with Joe Calabrese, just the two of us, Joe, because it was an incredible, incredible weekend for you in Smashville, aka Nashville. And you went to SummerSlam, you went to Ric Flair's last match. So give our listeners, you know, a little background on how this just unfolded. And then we'll talk about the events, but then we also have to talk about the fact that You Know I'm Right podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok went viral this weekend. We're in the big time now. Move over big time back to big time. You know I'm right. And we're taking over, Joe. Well, first things first. The streak is over. Uh, we're back to doing an episode without a guest. Feels weird, right? Um, but yeah, so. It's an emergency episode. It had to be done. Emergency episode. Drastic times call for drastic measures. And uh, I was the beneficiary of some incredible generosity. So one of our episodes coming up in the next month, uh, we interviewed NBC Sports uh, world champion figure skater. And usually we don't really tease a, a future guest, but in this instance, we have to. The freaking Olympic gold medalist. Gold medalist Scott Hamilton uh, was very fortunate with his time with us. And he is a huge hockey fan, huge uh, – he lives in Nashville here. So – Joe is he, coming to you live from Nashville during this recording. He's in his hotel yeah. room. And if you're yeah. watching, you can see oh. the chair behind him, the SummerSlam chair. Great, isn't it? So we had Scott on, uh, very, very gracious. And this past weekend, he was in attendance with his son – for his first live wrestling event. And he knows somebody within the company who was able to get him a couple of tickets. And I was very fortunate that after we recorded the episode the other day, uh, started to talk to him, talked about how much we like wrestling, how much I wanted to go to SummerSlam. And again, the generosity off the charts, very, very grateful uh, for what he was able to do. He was able to get me an extra ticket and no slouch seat because I sat once again, uh, just within a few rows from the ring. We sat in the second row behind the commentary table. And you were right this weekend. We went viral, take the Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I was what? on camera multiple times. Yeah, again. so let me interject here real quick because, sure. first of all, if you want to see these amazing videos or at how great Joe's seats were, go to our Instagram or TikTok, or Twitter at YKIR Podcast. And of course, you can go on Facebook as well, you know, I'm right podcast. But uh, Joe, this is like a once in a lifetime seating arrangement for a fan. But for you, it was twice in a week, because you went to MSG on Monday and sat in the same seats and the camera loves you. Camera loves me. Uh, so it is the same crew going around from show to show. Uh, I didn't go to SmackDown, so I didn't complete the, the, the trifecta this week, but I was at Monday Night Raw uh, on July 25th from Madison Square Garden, sat in similar seats, and the camera guy, don't know his name, but kept going to me. 
he he knew I was going to give him what he wanted. But let, let's be real. I mean, uh, to be a part of the show like that is, is incredible. And um, just to wrap up the Scott point, uh, so I flew out Saturday morning. Uh, everything happened within a matter of 48 hours. Uh, I met him here during the afternoon. And Nashville, from my experience so far, is a beautiful city. The hype is real. Uh, it's lived up to the expectation and actually exceeded them in, in my case. Uh, but the downtown area, it, it's very nice. Everything is within walking distance. Uh, Broadway was great. And there's a little, uh, a couple pedestrian bridges, but there's a pedestrian bridge that leads over the river. And I forget the river's name, so whatever. Uh, but there's a bridge that goes over the river right into uh, Nissan Stadium, which is right there. So everything is within close distance. Uh, Bridgestone Arena, again, within walking distance from the hotel, five to 10 minutes away. Uh, so I got to meet Scott in the afternoon. I got to meet his son. We walked in together. Uh, had no idea where we were going to sit. It was very hope, uh, hopeful and optimistic that the seats were great, and they were. And we had a really great time. And uh, for Scott, personally, like I said, he befriended somebody who – uh, was a longtime employee with the WWE uh, who gave him and his son the tickets. And like I alluded to at the top, it was their first wrestling show for the both of them. So uh, had a really great experience, really fun time. Uh, got to, they got to pick my brain about wrestling and his son was very, very interested. And uh, it ended up being a really spectacular show. Now, I don't know if it's the best SummerSlam of all time. That's debatable. I don't think so. But uh, going in, we, we tempered our expectations and, and I think the whole experience and the whole show Saturday, uh, really exceeded what, for me personally, what I thought it was going to be going in. Oh, if you want to look for Joe, I mean, every time you're at the commentary desk, you see Joe right in front of Joe is the Tennessee Titans to his side of him is kid rock. Mark Long's there for MTV and, but Joe specifically on the camera for the Miz and Logan Paul when the match before the match starts and for Drew McIntyre's boring promo. Um, but listen, I, I need to know how, how you, you bring an extra hat to the game, to the event. You had the, you know, I'm right hat. Yeah. And I want to know how you ended up getting that on Scott Hamilton's head to get him to take the picture, because that is just an iconic photo right there. Incredible <laughs> is the only word to describe you and Scott Hamilton in front of the ring with his, you know, I'm right hat on. Yeah. Uh, so I got to bring the hat into the stadium and uh, obviously when you're by the barricade, you want a, a shot like that. Right. So again, just so gracious in, in everything that he did. And the truth of the matter is, is somebody like that, like you don't have to do something like that for me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we just reached out to you and we did the interview, but again, so gracious and, uh, I asked him to do the favor of taking a picture in the hat and immediately again, the generosity off the charts, he was able to take it. Uh, we got a really great shot right by the barricade. And now the hope is that in the future for future events, uh, if we could, or if I can, or maybe we could get together, I don't know. Uh, but if we can meet up with our guests on location, yeah. during major events into the future, uh, to continue get them in the you know I'm right there. Yes. Well, it worked out perfectly that you were there and I was here because if we were both there, we would not have gone viral. No shot. No. We had we had oil and vinegar. It. So I want to. We'll talk about that in the event momentarily. But I wanted to give you a little idea here because 
you are in Nashville. You kind of an open-ended trip. You're extending. Uh, your plan might be to come back to Newark, New Jersey tomorrow to come back to Stockton. But oh. you know, you mentioned you went to Raw, you went to SummerSlam, you went to work for his last match. You have family in Orlando, so my question is, why are you not going to NXT tomorrow in Orlando? <laughs> so much traveling on, on short notice. It's uh, not a bit, um, but yeah, it, it's a lot. Uh, I, I still have a couple of things here that I wanted to do. Uh, Scott and I have periodically been in communication with each other. Uh, he's made some suggestions to me on certain spots that I, I should go to. Uh, I went to this place yesterday called the Pancake Pantry, which was outstanding. Uh, I got chocolate chip pancakes. Oh, the best. Right. The carb overload was overwhelming, uh, but we got through the day. So, yeah, there's a couple more things I would like to do. Uh, I haven't walked the entire downtown area yet. You so I get some barbecue food. Absolutely. So the first day I was here, uh, I forgot where I went exactly. It was Obviously, there's tons of places on Broadway. Uh, but I went and I got myself a, a brisket melt sandwich, which oh. was unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah. So hopefully I'll be able to hit another spot today. Uh, we'll get a little more barbecue, see the, the rest of the, the areas of the, the downtown area that I haven't seen yet. Uh, and just kind of spend a nice, quiet, relaxing day. The weather here is not great you now it's cloudy out the weather over there i've seen uh not great so uh the executive decision was made to wait it out another day and to fly when the weather is going to be a little more clear tomorrow morning so how long was that flight to nashville from new, from new jersey two hours and 20 minutes 25 minutes uh but not you bad. you gain the hour because you change time zones uh, come here tomorrow when i come back i'm gonna lose the hour changing time back to these so what did you eat anything at the at the at the SummerSlam event uh <laughs> there uh there were a lot of crazy 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 lines the shortest yeah. line was the line for the pizza right. so i had pizza i mean it was stadium food and you know it, it wasn't bad but all right, all right. it all got right. the job can't, can't wait on lines not no. these events you're gonna miss too much all right, so now to the event. Thing just, just starts off Logan Paul and the Miz. Uh, obviously, we'll we'll talk about the video you talk about. When they come out, who's getting who's getting the more of the face reaction? And and you also got an incredible view of Maurice when she jumped on the ropes. <laughs> I'm sure you love that, Jeff. Oh boy. Um, oh, we're gonna we're gonna skip the Becky and Bianca because they kicked off the show. Well, I want to talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Logan Paul and Miz first, because that's where we come with the video. We don't have any video aspect for the other other match. Sure, we'll talk about our viral stuff first. Yeah. So, you and I were, were huge Miz fans, obviously, uh, but I'm a huge, huge fan of Logan Paul, and I think he's a. I think he's a. I, I don't want to say superstar because they're all superstars, but he is tremendous to watch. He's a natural. Uh, I've never seen somebody take to this as quickly as he has and uh the whole experience of the entrances with them coming out mrs gear was awesome with maurice and uh champa who came out with him uh logan paul looked great but yeah so logan paul so far on wwe tv has been booed right and the reason why he's booed is because he's an outsider you get booed until you went over the fans right uh he did a really great job at wrestlemania but that was a one-time thing, right? So second time around, second go around, comes out, 
and we know this from past WrestleManias and whatnot, uh, when a celebrity or somebody who's looking to do this comes into the WWE, the superstar that the WWE calls upon is the Miz, right? So yep. buddy, buddy, real life. Uh, the chemistry that they had in the ring was great. It was a tremendous match. And uh, the spot that we got on the outside where Logan Paul did the frog splash, uh, it, it's still gaining viewers now because uh, we posted it. Uh, you have the official numbers in there. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, so, uh, so, you, so you, 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 you take this video. You sent it to me. Right. Just like, hey, look at this. I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should post this somewhere, okay? So I post this Logan Paul video on our Instagram Reels. Currently, we got 12.3 thousand views on our Instagram Reels, which is pretty big because the most we ever usually get is like 1,000 on our Instagram. Uh, within about 20 minutes, I get this message from Sports Center. Yes, ESPN Sports Center asking if they could use the video. And I was like, wow. So they take, they, I let them, they credit us that they get around like 550,000 views on there, uh, which is nuts. All these wrestling pages come in. They want, they, they're asking me to, to fake a post it as, as well. I, I, I obliged and I said, I said, okay. Uh, I posted on our TikTok 21.9 thousand views and counting so far. Bleacher Report posts it, they get over a million. Logan Paul posts it over a million. So we're cooking. We're cooking here, big time. Uh, and then I was, I was like, we're onto something here, Joe. So then, you know, we'll fast forward. We'll, we'll fast forward here. Uh, you know, after that, after that match, because that, that that match ends. You keep sending me more videos, um, and we can talk about these matches after. But just, just for numbers wise, you send me McAfee doing the suck it to Corey Graves. That blew up on TikTok, 55.2 thousand views on TikTok and 23.7 thousand on Instagram. And also all these videos did extremely, extremely well on our Twitter as well. And again, if you're not following us on social media, you have to at YKIR podcast everywhere. Then, you know, it's time for the main event. And you had just got three incredible money shots there. Uh, you want to walk everybody through the three videos you took that you sent to me, and then I'll explain what happened with those videos after. So I sent you, I believe it was the beginning where yep, I Brock, said I was, he's on the tractor. I said, Joe, you better get this tractor shot. You were yeah. all, you're on it. I had the video of him coming down the ramp or the entranceway with the tractor, uh, but it was a little too far. So then I took the, the start of the video from him, Brock Lesnar, on top of the tractor. Uh, and then he jumps on to Roman Reigns and kind of gives him like the like the loot that is at the beginning. Uh, so that was fun. That did really well. Um, the one that bigly, bigly, bigly blew up. This was the big one, the, the main event video, um, is probably one of the greatest visuals in WWE history. It's the truth. Uh, like, Put that picture of the ring elevated because Brock takes the tractor and literally lifts up the corner of the ring. Now, if you paid good money to sit ringside, which I didn't do, other people, <laughs> right? Those poor people, they couldn't see the rest of the match. Gosh, they had to watch it on the big screen. But you know something? 
the visual of Brock doing that and rain, like Reigns rolling out of the ring and like the wide shots of it, like that is going to be replayed forever. The next time the WWE produces a whole new signature package that they use to start the shows for Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the pay-per-views, uh, you might see that. Like that's going to live yeah. forever. And let's How do you feel about it? You got to see that historical. The first, the first five rows behind the table had the absolute best view of that. And I was one of those people. So on, on this video real quick, Instagram, it didn't do too well. 6,873. Uh, Twitter, Joe. It blew up big. 286.3 thousand views yeah. and we gotta we'll have to thank our buddy here who gave us a big quote to Yusef Othman who is uh, an Egyptian actor with 142,000 followers so we, we help we thank him there then on TikTok Joe we're not big TikTok guys but um it's 460.6 thousand views good is it is it good uh 75 comments over 7,000 likes is that good I didn't. I didn't even realize it was. It was that much. We're going for half a million. Amazing, uh, and it's still counting. Still and... counting. Uh, that that is by far the angle you took it widescreen, and I turned it into like the vertical for the yeah. for the for the real and stuff. That right. is the best visual you're ever going to see from a fan shot perspective ever. I mean, I, absolutely I, incredible. A match live. I mean, to see that live. Uh, through the years, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, uh, they haven't had too many great matches, even though uh, they're both really, really great, and we like them both. Uh, but the stars aligned on Saturday night. I mean, that was that was the match that they have always needed to have. And uh, it's going to be their last one. So uh, no better way to end that. And then, uh, so the third video. Let's, let's talk about the third video. Well, yeah, so... So, so that's, you got that from that match. The third video from the match is the Paul Heyman F5 through the table followed by the Roman Reigns spear. I mean, kudos, kudos to being elevated where 15,000 people in the stadium couldn't even see couldn't Heyman. But like kudos to Paul Heyman to take for taking a bump. He never takes the bump. You've seen it before oh. where somebody's lifting him up. He never goes through it. He's F5 through the team. And then it, it never happens. Right. So, right. It's, it was the it was perfect, 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 perfect yeah. conference. And Paul and your dad go way back to in Manhattan. So, I mean, that was fantastic there. Uh, and you got that video that did pretty well also for our platform. So, really just five incredible videos for you uh, right there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let's, let's go through the card here a little bit now now that we talked about all our oh, you know, everything going nuts with our views and stuff uh yeah so bianca and becky lynch uh match was eh. uh they wrestled bianca, bianca, it wasn't bad though it was uh, a good match bianca basically won easily revenging SummerSlam last year uh but then your girl your I girl across that way on the broadcast but that whole stadium was behind her behind bianca your girl bailey then she returned Surprise comes out uh, with Io Shirai and Dakota Kai, who I don't really care for Dakota Kai, but 
they come back and then did Becky turn face? I don't know. Yeah. The 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 reports from the dirt sheets say that the plan was not for Becky to be heel and that this was kind of a last minute thing. So this is probably one of the first major Triple H effects. Mm. Now I thought we were gonna see the return of Sasha and Naomi, but I don't know. What's the status of these tag titles? I guess they're just uh, not a thing anymore. Obviously, it worked because they got to come back soon. Number one, number one, you bring up a great point. The women's tag titles have not been on the show since they're gone. That's no coincidence. And number two, they're superstar pages of as of this point. I don't obviously I can't check now. Uh, they're still on WWE.com. So until they're not on WWE.com, I'm going to treat them like WWE superstars. The only thing that we'll notice is uh, on, on Peacock, uh, my icon used to be the Sasha Banks image. They removed that from Peacock, and now it's just a, a Peacock. So Interesting. I don't know, but I, I would think they're going to be back sooner rather than later. Um, I figured last night would have been perfect, but we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe Bailey does a little reign of terror here, and those two come back to kind of end it. Uh, so that was the first match. Yeah, Logan Paul and Miz, you kind of discussed already. Uh Pretty pretty good stuff there. Very great athleticism. Uh, the Miz always loses these big matches. Uh, he's the modern day Chris Jericho. Doesn't matter. He's he, I told you it, it matters that the company cares about him and trusts him enough to do the media and to put him in the spot. And at the end of the day, uh, a lot of these celeb matches, his WrestleMania matches, Bad Bunny was pretty good considering Bad Bunny is a very small guy, but very athletic, very agile. They made that work, and it was a great match and one of the most memorable moments of WrestleMania from last year. Uh, and then from WrestleMania this year, uh, the celebrity appearances were great, so everybody was praising Logan Paul. Everybody was praising the Jackass guys. Everybody was praising uh, Pat McAfee, who we'll get to a little more, more about him in a minute. But they trust him is in that spot, and he always delivers. My disappointment when the, with the SummerSlam was that we didn't see Tyson Fury. So we're not, I guess we're not going to see him at the Castle Clash because I they're going to set something up. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I still think they got to get a Tyson Fury match at some point with him and Brock Lesnar. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Uh, next match we could talk, we'll talk about uh, would be, we'll just talk about it. They're not going to order, in order here, but uh, Bobby Lashley, in theory, we all knew Bobby was going to win. Uh, Quick not match. More, not much more to that. Yeah. I mean, that's what we expected. Yeah. I uh, I realized that they were going to tease the cash in at some point because you can't keep mentioning it and then not have it happen. Right. So uh, theory basically hasn't won since he got the briefcase, which is par for the course with them. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back out. Uh, in the main event and teased it. And was there a part of you or anybody near you that thought Barry was going to actually cash in there and win? No, absolutely not. So you figured he was going to get F5 or speared into oblivion and not. Yeah, the uh, not kicked out of him by both guys. There you go. Three right. guys. All right, so next match we could discuss would be McAfee and Corbin. Uh, crowd, of course, squarely behind McAfee. What was his entrance like? And, you know, you got to see McAfee live in person. Your, your thoughts on him as a wrestler? Very impressive. Uh, he was a little shaky with that top rope spot towards the, the end of the match. Uh, but he's very, very athletic, too. Uh, very similar to Logan Paul. 
uh, a crossover kind of person, but he actually played in the NFL and he's got a little more of a uh, natural athletic background. So uh, actually, no, that's a lie. Logan Paul's pretty, he's got a pretty good background too. So scratch that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's very, very entertaining. The crowd takes to him. And I think the crowd had a little extra juice because they realized the Tennessee Titans were in the front row. They were right in front of me. Uh, so Ryan Tannehill was there, Derrick Henry, Taylor Luan. I don't want to keep mentioning names. Uh, but yeah, so you, you could see what the way McAfee was going. Uh, there was that extra, not pressure, but he wanted to live to deliver for his boys, right? Because the NFL is a brotherhood, right? So uh, not quite as good as his WrestleMania match with Theory, but still, I think, very good. Uh, Corbin is, is trusted in those roles. He's just, you know, the standard heel. Big time uh, heel jobber. Yeah, so the my, my, my last point about McAfee is that they changed his entrance, so it's very hard to use Seven Nation Army to keep paying the, the, the right, copyrights. Right. Uh, my only problem with his new theme is I think it sounds a little too much like Bobby's that little mm. like boom, boom, boom part. Like listen to it again. And the next time you listen to it, I was, get, like, I was getting some Seth Rollins vibes from the choir though. I hear that too. Yeah. Uh, but that's the, it's part of the deal. I mean, so you think, of, you think they're going to do it? They're going to, you think they're going to go everyone commenting on our, our, our videos was saying, Oh, they're going to do McAfee versus Graves next possible i mean is that that a big enough match for a pay-per-view i I don't know well graves he's cleared to wrestle i don't know if he's going to actually get in the ring i think the plan is for him to do so eventually but i think you got to ease the crowd in a little bit first because uh see i used to watch Corey graves on nxt right but he hasn't wrestled in years and years and the wwe casual mainstream audience only knows him as a commentator, right? So you're going to have to, like, kind of maybe do something with him first before you get to McAfee because McAfee is a huge star. You know, he's become, like, a selling point of the show. Right. Uh, not commentary, but now actually wrestling in the ring itself. Right. All right. Next, we'll talk about the Mysterios uh, versus Judgment Day. You know I hate Judgment Day. I don't like Rhea. I don't like Damien. I don't like Balor. Um, so easy for me to root against those people. I'm, you don't... I'm fatigued about the Mysterios as well. Uh, your guy Edge is back. He comes back. He helps Great. the Mysterios win. Um, to me, like pretty much of a dud of a match. We've been seeing these people wrestle for the last five weeks. Um, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was a no disqualification match. But, you know, in reality, they didn't really use that portion towards until the end of the match and that was right before edge came out so uh not a bad match uh, i mean none, none of the matches were actually bad but it was similar maybe the same match that i saw monday night on raw uh and a lot of people were anticipating edge coming back i think everybody kind of knew and then when the lights go out went out mm-hmm. everybody realized like oh edge is back and uh we got him doing the brood entrance again which is always a, a crowd pleaser next match would be the Usos versus Street Profits with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, first, when Jeff Jarrett comes to the ring, was there any sort of reaction? I mean, they were hoping he was going to get a huge pop, but it didn't really come across. No, there was a pop, but it, it wasn't a, a huge pop. Yeah, yeah. figured as much. Uh, all right, and the Usos won. There was never any doubt whether they were going to win. So that's the problem right now with the Usos. 
and Roman Reigns, like there's really you know, one watching, watching these matches and it's like whatever. Um at this point, I would assume the Usos are gonna hold the belt till at least WrestleMania and then if we're lucky, Big E's coming back and him and Kofi will, be, will beat the Usos. That's that's what that would be my thought process. Yeah, I imagine the New Day are going to come uh, back into the picture eventually because on SmackDown, they did an injury angle with Xavier Woods. So maybe they're reloading uh, Kofi for one more big singles run. So we have to see how that plays out. Uh, but the actual SmackDown tag team match at, at SummerSlam, I, I thought it was a really, really great match. And I love watching the Street Profits. How was how was your angle of Montez Ford's frog splash? I mean, he's the the elevation that he gets is, I mean, the only other guy right now who can get the same elevation is Logan Paul, right? So, uh, the Street Profits, their entrance was awesome with the cheer, the natural uh, the Tennessee Titans cheerleaders. Uh, they had like the the, the Titans kind of gear up. You know, they always like to wear the jerseys now as part of their entrance. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens with the Street Profits because you start to get the feeling that maybe one of them is going to turn heel and maybe they're going to do the same thing that they did with Enzo and Cass. Mm. Personally speaking, I would much rather the Street po- uh, Profits win the tag titles. Maybe they win it at Clash of the Castle and maybe all... So they're going to do a third match between these two now? I think it's possible. But again, it's like I said, you don't know if that's the direction they're going in. Usually what the WWE does at this point is now is kind of the time where one of the guys in the team turns. I'd love to see Enzo and Cass come back. I would love uh, to see, love to see Enzo and Cass, the Street Profits, the New Day, and the Usos all on the same show. Right. I mean, but you know, uh, you know, you know what I'm just thinking. Like speaking of former tag champion, uh, you know, Omas not being on the show speaks volumes to his situation, and no Ezekiel either. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I thought they were going to do something with um, – I, I think they had plenty of time to do something with KO, Seth, Riddle. KO and, goes from main event at uh, WrestleMania to not being on SummerSlam. I mean, yeah, but it's – the roster is, is, is as good as it's been in a long, long time. And McAfee took a spot. Logan Paul took a spot, right? You had both women's uh, championship matches being defended on the show. So, nice little segue into that. Um but yeah, I, I mean, th- there's only so much room you can have. Uh, they took Seth and Riddle off the show. Oh, they they started a segment then. So I, I, I figured at least maybe give me like another KO show, right, where you have all four guys. Um, huh? I mean, there, there was a little more wiggle room, I think, time-wise uh, to have gotten the four of those guys on the show. But uh, All right. Now the next match, Liv and Ronda. Liv retains, but she tapped. Uh, so I guess they got another rematch here. But Ronda wanted to be heel since she came back. She turned right. heel now. She should get suspended for, for ripping the referee's arm off. So maybe she'll, she'll go away for a little bit. Liv's reign can continue. Right. Uh, ultimately, Liv probably drops the belt to Charlotte. Uh, maybe Charlotte or Ronda go back at it again or something. Um, but... Yeah, Liv is your girl. So, what was it like uh, seeing her retain in person? So, I went to the SummerSlam back in 2015, where the main event was The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. And the finish to Liv and Ronda was ah. 
to the ending of that match because when you do like those kind of confusing like kind of finishes where somebody taps yep. or there's a count and like the ref doesn't see it and two things are happening simultaneously the worst part about seeing something like that live is it confuses the live crowd right mm -hmm. so from my perspective right my half of the stadium towards the table we see the one two three the people on the other side of the stadium don't see Rhonda's shoulders on the mat they're seeing the tap live tap right so half the stadium is oh my god Rhonda's like you know she won we're gonna boo her because right and then half the stadium is cheering because live retain right so that's the only issue those kinds of finishes they have to be done a certain way and I saw it a couple of years ago. It was confusing in an arena show in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. I saw it again at a SummerSlam show where 48,000 people were in a football stadium, right? So I think the match was exactly what it needed to be. I didn't think it could have been longer than what it was. Uh, I, I thought the way it was booked was fine. Uh, they, they booked live in like that underdog role well, but you know, she was tough. You know, she was able to counter a submission into a submission of her own. Like, so she didn't look too terribly out of place, which was what I was worried about. Because remember a couple of years ago, Ronda had the match with Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam, and that was a pure squash match, right? Ronda went in immediately. Well, there's there's only three people who pinned Ronda Rousey. Right. Becky, Charlotte. Charlotte. Live twice. Live twice. So right. we'll see what happens there. Uh, yep. What was... You know, you were sitting a few seats over from Dwight Howard, who may be going to WWE. Uh, what was his what was, what was his reaction to the, the host show? Was he into it? Very into it the whole time. Uh, he was there with his son. Um, they were having a, a really, really great time. Uh, the part that he was into the most was at the end of the show, which we're going to get to. But uh, see, so yeah, Dwight Howard was there. You mentioned before uh, Kid Rock titans were in front uh you mentioned mtv guys mark long yeah they were they were in the uh oh. like to call the jc seats from some yeah. series they were against uh they were on like you know if the camera's facing them so they were a little more to your right they weren't on they weren't behind the announce desk and then there were a bunch of country music stars uh my friends would probably know a bunch of the stars a little better than i would but one guy i did recognize because you can't miss them uh, I believe it was Brian from Florida Georgia Line. Mm. So one of the the songs uh, for SummerSlam uh, they've used Florida Georgia Line in the past. So uh, there were a lot of celebrities out more, more than I expected. Absolutely, no none bigger than you and Scott Hamilton. I mean, that you know, oh. can't, Scott, can't, can't can't say enough good things about Scott. No, can't. What he did uh, is something that. I will forever be grateful for. Uh, and, and I think it, it goes beyond that. You know, now it's just a little more than an interview that we did. You know, now I think we can call him a friend, right? So hopefully in the future, I come back here to this beautiful city. I've enjoyed my stay so far. Um, get that definitely have to link up again with him. All right. And next time Scott comes to New York, you're gonna we're gonna treat him well. Um, yeah. all right, so the main event. You got Lesnar versus Reigns for the fifth time, I think. Exactly. 
Oh, so going like, into this match, Joe, you know, what is what's your expectations? You're kind of like, what could be different here? Because uh, it's kind of like, I mean, we all went into this match expecting Roman was going to win. But right. the question was going to be half. So at WrestleMania, their match was definitely disappointing. I could say that. And I know it was disappointing because my mom said it was disappointing. So my mom's never wrong. And her evaluations are really good when it comes to watching wrestling. Uh, so their match at WrestleMania was a disappointment. And you, I, I mean, you saw it in the way they performed. They went out there thinking, we got a half hour. It's last man standing. We're going to pull out all the stops. Right. And they've never really, I mean, that, their first WrestleMania match was great. The reason why it's a little more memorable Fair. is because Seth Rollins cash in, right? I don't think they, up to this point, had had a really standalone, memorable match where it was just the two of them, right? Like going one on one. So this was this, uh, this was that. Uh, it was a car wreck in the absolute best possible way from the opening bell. They went right at it. It was everything that I've ever wanted a Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match to be. And a lot of people were bothered by the Usos getting involved. But it's like I said, at WrestleMania, that was when Roman Reigns got the clean one, two, three. They didn't need another clean wrestling match. They just needed something that was total chaos. And guess what? It's exactly what we got. It was a lot of fun. It was May. The crowd was, I, I texted you this uh, yesterday, I think. The crowd from the opening bell stood up and nobody sat down. So you they stood up in the second row. I did. And everybody wow. standing up. The whole stadium was standing up for, and I think it went over 30 minutes because I think it started right after 10 o'clock. And I know the show didn't end until like quarter to 11. So between so the did end you think, because I thought the finish was going to be it was similar, but it wasn't. I thought that Roman was going to pin Brock under the tractor. Right, up, you know, all the Rock and Mankind back in the day. Um, they kind of did a similar thing where they buried him and stuff. Uh, but that, that's kind of what I thought the finish was going to be. Yeah, I anticipated the tractor was going to be involved in the finish somehow, and obviously that's not how it happened. Uh, so the finish was them just throwing everything that they could find at ringside and burying Lesnar, which was fine with me. I mean. Up until that point, like I said, I had gotten everything I had wanted out of them. Like, I wanted that one really, truly great classic match, and we got more than that. And then some, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, the tractor, the, the ring stuff, that is going to be replayed forever. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if they, they showed this at the end because I haven't rewatched the show yet, but at the very, very end of the show, when everybody was starting to fall out of the stadium, uh, you got Brock crawling out of everything, crawling back into the ring like with a cowboy hat. It wasn't on the show. It wasn't on the show. It wasn't on the show, but he's sitting at the top of the ring. So you think that's it? We've seen the end of Brock Lesnar? It, it felt like his swan song, did it I not? I don't know, Joe. When's the next Saudi show? He'll be there. When's the next Crown Jewel? Money talks, but he uh, he had never played himself before. That country boy. Yeah. That who, of, who would who do you think is left for, for Lesnar to face that you'd want to see in a match? Tyson Fury. I would say definitely Tyson Fury. Um, as far as the main roster is concerned, you gotta you gotta see him versus Mots. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be a great match though. I don't think so uh, either. I 
And I, I want to see I, I want to see Braun Strowman come back. I do too. That would be great to see Braun come back. Uh, but I think among the active guys, the only one left who really, really, truly piques my interest would be Gunther. Oh, Gunther. I think that would be a great match. Yeah, uh, for sure. All right. So my initial thought just from the show is I don't like when there's no ramp and there's no Titan Tron because I can tell from where you're sitting and from many people when the wrestlers are coming out, you couldn't see anything. You could not see them come out. Right. You can see them coming right out. The first time you could see them is when they're making the turn right. on hold on the, the entrance way. Uh, but I mean, that, that's not really too terrible. I mean, you have the screens above. Um, so in the stadium, the way that they set it up was they had, uh, they tarped half the stadium, but the entire floor was seated and, and available. Uh, the, the three level sections on the other side were the sides that you saw the camera go to. So from my vantage point behind the table, uh, looking where I did, you had the big screen, right? So I was watching the broadcast. Yeah, so you, you got lucky though. You had you had the you had that view, that vantage point. But for other people, it's probably tough. So I don't like that. Uh, oh, we got some we got some room service, Joe. Yeah, I was confused about that because I went to housekeeping. Yeah, housekeeping. I uh, I extended my stay an extra night, so maybe they were still under the assumption that it was just the two nights and they had to do the cleaning. Ah, all right. This uh, is what maybe. Last <laughs> thing to note here is you got the chair, the SummerSlam chair. So how how are you getting that back to Staten Island? I believe there's a UPS store around the corner, so we're going to try that. All right. If you had a large suitcase, you could have popped it in there and carried it home, but I'm sure you went with the carry-on. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, uh, this is now my second SummerSlam chair. Ooh, okay. Making a collection here. Yeah. All right, so now... As we come to an end here, last night, Sunday night, Ric Flair's last match, as you said, for the brand in the building. Uh, so what was that spectacle like? So I texted some of my friends who I grew up with, and my friend Vin said, wow, it looks like 1987 in there. And it was. It, it felt like I was 35 years into the past. So the event was held at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. I believe the seating capacity for the whole place is 8,000. Not every seat was filled, but I would say 85% of the arena was filled. So there were probably at least 5,000 people there, maybe close to 6,000 roughly. Um, it was a good show. Uh, definitely the change of pace from WWE, what they do. They brought back Jim Crockett. For one night, for one special night, for the Nature Boy, woo! Ric Flair. Uh, it was fun. The crowd was into it the whole time. Uh, it, it wasn't. The production of it was a lot better uh, than I anticipated going in, and there were a lot of notable people who showed up last night to make it special for Rick. Tony Schiavone was there. You saw Mick Foley sitting ringside. You saw Bret Hart sitting ringside. You saw the dead man. The Undertaker was there. And he wasn't sitting ringside at SummerSlam, but Michelle McCool, his wife, was. And I don't know if they showed her on the broadcaster at all or if the camera caught her at some point, but uh, she was there too. Naturally, 
all of Rick's family was there, including woo, the queen, our girl, Charlotte. The queen Fletcher. has not been seen since. He has not been seen. That was wow. the first scene. So a couple of impact uh, titles were defended on last night's show. So you, you could see that all the major companies were very lenient when it came to delivering something for Flair to make what he wanted his last night to be how, special. How, how bad was the last match? I'm assuming it was mostly Andrade and Jay Lethal wrestling. Um, for what it was, it was fun. It was Flair <clears throat> did not do too much movement in the ring. Did he, did he win it with a figure four? He tapped out Jeff Jarrett? Uh, no, they did the one, two, three at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. What happened was Jeff Jarrett actually played the heel part very, very well. Uh, I don't know if this was a work or not, but I remember when he was coming out, there was a, a fan in the entranceway who like sprayed water. So mm. I don't I, I really sincerely don't know because I didn't see security kick the guy out. And throughout the whole Jared entrance, security was following him. He was going around. He was like interacting with people and like kind of giving off the effect like he was kind of, you know, going at it with everybody. So, again, you don't know what, what was a work or not, but. The truth of the matter is, is as Jared played the heel part very, very well, uh, Andrade and Lethal alluded to, they carried most of the match. I think Andrade looked really, really good. And there were moments after the match that I caught Andrade speaking to Taker at ringside, uh, Brett at ringside, Foley at ringside. So I think the legends in attendance, and there were probably more who just weren't seated at ringside, uh, but you could see that they were impressed with how Andrade was able to carry most of the match and to be able to get something overall. It was entertaining, right? Was it the, the greatest match in the world? No. Flair did his usual things, right? The chops. It wasn't about to see if, if 70-year-old Ric Flair can take a thousand bumps and to see how fast he could still move in the ring. It was, it, it, it was something that was a little bit of a novelty and I think he kind of wanted to go out in his own way. And I think since the relationship started between Charlotte and Andrade, uh, you see from their social media posts, like Andrade likes to be very, very close to him. So probably made him feel really good that he was able to be in the ring with his son-in-law and have that last hurrah yeah. for the fifth time now. And speaking of five, he made a joke about his five marriages. So he listen. Ric Flair is very, very self-aware. The big gold belt came out last night. They had the uh, WCW uh, World Championship belt. Jay Lethal came back out at the end and gave Flair a nice hug. So, and of course, so what, Flair blood. Right. So, what it was for the experience, I get to say for now that I got to go to Ric Flair's last. Right. So, but there was a little bit of controversy with your ticket purchase, though, Jim. Yeah, I got to look into this with the Starcast people. So. Apparently, the VIP event that I bought yesterday during the afternoon was for Saturday night during SummerSlam. So, right now, uh, I'm out a couple bucks, but we'll look into that. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's bad to. So, to last it. night concluded uh, a tremendous seven days for you. Last Monday, Raw at MSJ. Tuesday, the Subway Series at City Field to see the Mets beat the Yankees. And then Saturday, SummerSlam, Sunday, Ric Flair last match. So I don't know if that week's going to be topped anytime soon for you. I don't think so. I think I got to start laying low again. 
<laughs> I'm to take it easy. <laughs> easy. My wallet is not hurting, but starting to hurt. Uh oh. Never thought I'd hear that before. Just a couple, a couple of aches. Nothing, nothing too bad. But yeah, you got to be careful. You know, between. I mean, yes, yeah, Scott, the ticket was for free, which I will forever be grateful for. You know, but the the hotel, the flare ticket, the food, going out yeah. to party and drink. No, it adds up very, it adds very up. Oh. It adds up. Yeah, I got a you know easy does it here. Yeah. Chill cowboy. Well, Chill. I'm glad you you enjoyed yourself and we did a great job on social media. Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed this special breaking news episode, uh, which was today coming out today. But don't worry, our regular episode is coming out this Wednesday. So make sure you're tuned for that. And of course, later in August. Make sure you check out the Scott Hamilton interview, which is what basically led to this great experience for Joe. But that's going to do it here for this SummerSlam edition of You Know I'm Right for my co-host Joe Calabrese reporting to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Nick Durst, and this has been You Know I'm Right.